Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office chats with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journeys, how they got to where they are, and how they became Bearcats. I'm Northwest Internship Coordinator Travis Klein. And I'm Hannah Christian, the Assistant Director of Career Services. And on our podcast today, hailing originally from Sydney, Iowa, a Bearcat who graduated the first time with a degree in unified earth, unified science, unified earth, something, unified science. It was a big science degree, um, science ed, something like that. <laughs> um, who uh, has come and gone and come back, who is the new SI coordinator in the Student Success Center, Lindsay Holt. Glad to be here. All right, Lindsay, I'm sorry I butchered your degree. I thought I had it and then I lost it. So tell us exactly what degree you got from Northwest. You had it. You just had to trust yourself a little bit. It was Unified Earth Science Ed. Unified Earth Science Ed. Okay. Yep. I gotcha. Yeah. All right. So first question, we're going to go right back to the beginning of little Lindsay up oh, there dear. in Sid- Sydney, Iowa, right? Yep. That's me. Okay. So uh, I always ask our guests what... What was your first job, Lindsay? Uh, not not paid for by parents or anything, like your first real big kid job. So I worked at our local grocery store for a while. My parents told me that if I wasn't playing a sport, I had to get a job. That was our ultimatum as a kid. So I didn't want to run track. So I went and got a job at the local deli and did that. So what did you do at the deli? Oh, you name it. Learned how to make fried chicken. My home smelling oh. nasty all the time. <laughs> it was quite the deal. <laughs> so how'd you, did you just walk into the grocery store and be like, I'm here, I need a job? How'd you get that job? Yeah, actually, I think that's how it went. Uh, my town's super small, so everybody knows everyone. It doesn't take a lot to uh, pull some strings. But yeah, I just walked in and said, hey, are you guys hiring? And they said, yep. I think I might have filled out my application right there. And then the rest was there. So did you do that? How old were you when you got that job? Oh, I think I was 15, if I remember right. I know I was driving there on a school permit. I don't know if that's even a legal thing to do or say, but I'm pretty sure that's how it was going. Uh, and so did, then did you work in that job like through high school? Like, no, how to- Nope. As soon as school started, I went right back to playing sports and being busy. And then that next summer... Um, I worked at the local tax office, did a bunch of data entry stuff and filing for them. And I honestly, every summer, I think I had a different gig. That's actually pretty smart. Like now that I go back, like, all right, yeah, you should have a different job. Then, you know, like, oh, don't want to fry the chicken. Oh, don't want to do the taxes. Like that's eliminate all those things. Absolutely. It was during that tax job. I mean, I worked with awesome people. But it was there that I realized that I had no business sitting behind a computer all day, every day without a lot of interaction. So, Okay, so talk to me always with students. You know, you, we kind of go back and reminisce about the first job, but I'm always really interested in how you came to Northwest as a student. So it's kind of a, an interesting story, actually. I had heard a bunch of kids come down here from our high school. And I told my mom, I was like, let's just go. I think it was December of my senior year. I hadn't visited anywhere else. I hadn't done hardly anything. And mom took a day off of work, drove me down, 
we did the campus tour, you know, saw everything. And then on the way home, mom said, what do you think? And I said, well, I don't think I need to go anywhere else. <laughs> and that was it. I didn't go <laughs> visit anything else. I just, when you know, you know. Hmm. Couldn't imagine a whole lot being better. <laughs> In December, such a great time of year to visit Northwest Missouri. Yeah, At least you were able to travel there and back safely. That's that's three-fourths of the battle in December. Exactly. So. Yeah, my first visit was also in December, and everything was dead, and it was brown, mm-hmm. and it was so cold in the wind. Yep, absolutely. I, if I remember, I'm pretty sure I was on crutches even when that was going on. I had some sort of leg injury at the time, which is not surprising. Okay, so... You came here. You came and saw the beautiful wasteland of December Northwest. Um, did you always want to be a unified science major? How did you pick your major? No, I actually came in as music ed. Believe it or not, that was my original career path. And then I just felt overwhelmed with the lessons and all of that that was going to happen, and uh, changed my major to social science ed. And I, I thank God every day that there's a gen ed requirement at Northwest because I was in a general geology class and Dr. Johnson, actually, he's not here anymore, but he wrote on the top of my first exam, um, you need to change your major. And I was like, absolutely not, I will not do it. And he, on the top of my lab exam, wrote the same thing, he was, no seriously, change your major. So I went in and talked to him and just said, "What? what's the deal? And he kind of laid out the land for me a little bit and said, hey, you're good at this. You know what you're talking about. It seems to come to you. I think you need to consider it. So I went and talked to Dr. Steiner, who was my advisor at the time. And he said, if you don't really care what subject you teach, you might as well get out into a field where you'll never have to worry about looking hard for a job. And that's kind of all it took. I switched right there into the geology side and never really looked back. All right, because that's what I was going to say. So what exactly constituted unified earth science? Is that as opposed to divided earth science? Why why is it called that? That seems weird to me. So my degree is actually um, a combo of all four science disciplines. So I had to take classes in chemistry, earth science, physics, and bio, I think were the four. But that allowed me to teach any of those four subjects at the high school level. Whereas if you just do bio ed, then you're stuck in the bio. And I knew that I wasn't cut out for a big school. So I probably have to teach a lot of different things. And that unified degree made a lot more sense to me, a little bit more marketable than just the, the one thing. Hmm. Yeah. So science ed, which was already a highly sought after position, then doing the unified. So you'd be even more marketable as double smart. So you were very hireable by any school. So that was, that was very smart. You were thinking, so that's good. I was trying to, I had a lot of good advice. So full disclosure, uh, full disclaimer and disclosure. Uh, so when I started at Northwest as a graduate assistant, I was actually the SI coordinator, which is the actual job Lindsay has now. Only I was doing it as a graduate assistant at the time. And so Lindsay was one of my SI leaders that first semester. So talk to us a little bit about what is the SI program? Talk to us about what you did, what you do, how that, how that whole thing shakes out. Yeah, I'm super lucky to be right back where it started. You didn't really ask this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. When I got to Northwest and started school, I did not adjust to change very well. I was a freshman that struggled pretty bad out the gate. 
missed my family, wanted to go home, all of the things. And I was an SI regular at the time. It was kind of my home base, if you will, seeing the same people three times a week for that hour, which is something comfortable to me. And at the end of the semester, my SI for Dr. Benson's class was leaving and Dr. Benson asked me to take his spot. So that was the thing that kept me coming back to Northwest because I was excited about that. You know, at the time I hadn't switched my major yet. I was still thinking social science ed, so it fit. It was a good stepping stone. But that drew me back in. And then that job took me absolutely everywhere from that point forward. Um, I went and taught for a couple years, got my master's and came back to Northwest as the SIGA. So now working with student leaders who are doing the things that I used to do and the reason that I stayed at Northwest, it's just kind of a super... I don't know, powerful and all-encompassing type of feeling. But now that I'm doing that, and my new job actually is a combination of student-athlete success, SI, and tutoring. So working with even more students in that same kind of population is just awesome. So what do you do with the students? Uh, We do a lot of the initial training, everything before the semester with, you know, setting up all of their different documents and observations and um, just their training. Our tutors actually are certified by the College Reading and Learning Association. So there's some standards that we have to meet for them as far as certification goes and just aligning all of their training to that kind of thing. With the SAS program, it's a little bit different. So that's student athlete success. And we work more with motivation and keeping students engaged and going to class and seeing the big picture of what an education is really worth. So their training looks a little bit different than the rest, but still super powerful, still empowering a lot of student leaders on campus to kind of take charge and help their peers out. I would imagine that student athlete part, you know, right now, you know, fall sports aren't happening. So there's probably more opportunity to work with those students, which is good on the academic side, but it's probably hard to keep them motivated when they don't have their sport. So what's that been like since, since all of the COVID craziness set in? Yeah, COVID is kind of throwing a wrench in things. We've got a lot of student athletes out. I mean, shoot, we got a lot of students out mm-hmm. at this point. But just trying to keep tabs on meeting with them in Zoom versus meeting with them on, in person, but still helping them go through those weekly tasks. You know, what's on your calendar? What are you working for? And just trying to motivate them to, like I kind of said earlier, see the big picture, that this is more than, more than just an athletic thing. Most of our athletes are really good about seeing that. You know, they know that they're probably not all going to go play pro. So having that degree is the end game goal. And blessings to the coaches that we work with too, because they get it and they push that and encourage it and understand that the academic piece comes first. Let's roll the carpet back a little bit uh, because you said, oh yeah, I went and taught for a couple years. But I don't think that's quite the whole story because... How did you find that first job out of college? Um, A lot of students are really curious, you know, I I know I'm going to finish college, but I don't really know what I'm going to do after that. They were probably breaking down her door because she had that science ed degree. So I actually, I'm kind of embarrassed by the story because I was being stubborn. I'm a kind of strong-willed and bullheaded person from time to time, but I was in my senior year, uh, school and society, and my senior sim for my, one of my geology classes. And they were essentially the same course. I mean, I was writing resumes, 
I was, you know, putting together in my CV and cover letters and all of those things. And I was being Bucky because I was having to do it twice. And you know how it is your senior year when you're just over everything. So I decided that I was going to ask my geology guy, professor at the time, Dr. Raj, I believe was his name, if I could go and just find jobs based on education rather than geology, because that's what I wanted to do. So I did a little self-advocating and he, blessings again to Northwest and then seeing the big picture, said, absolutely, don't waste your time. I said, go find yourself a science job. So that's what I did. I used my geology class to find a science ed position that was going to be open in the fall. This would would have been in the spring of 2016, I think it was, 2015. Anyway, I called and uh, was talking to some of my family who happened to be from the school district that had an opening. And within about 15 minutes of making that call of, hey, should I be looking at this? I was on the phone with the principal from that school. So Time just kind of slipped away. It was the craziest thing. But I, because of that phone call and being a little stubborn and fighting for myself, switched my student teaching placement into the school that had an opening coming up that next year. So I student taught and then took over immediately after. And how long did you teach there? There for two years. And then I decided that I wanted to go get my master's taken care of and do a little coaching. So what, so will you go back to teaching? And it was at high school? Yeah, it was high school. I taught um, nine, 12 sciences. And just like that degree kind of prepped me for, I was teaching physical science, earth science, chemistry. And then I had a gen science prep as well for one of my semesters down there. But yeah, an all encompassing type job, exactly what I was looking for. I worked with awesome people and loved every minute of it. But I, there's just something about me tied into the sports world and my, my love of all of that stuff that trumps the education side of things. And I kind of grew up knowing that I wanted to teach, but I never really had a strong pull for one, like I talked about earlier, for one subject or the other. It was all about availability when I was deciding. And then as I was teaching and coaching at the same time, I realized that coaching is teaching. And it's teaching a different set of skills. And then it all just kind of clicked and made sense to me. I figured out I could use my skill sets in the classroom out in the coaching world. So that's what I did. Took a little leap of faith. And now here we are. So did you, what did you go get your master's degree in? Um, I went to Doan University in of Lincoln and got it in curriculum and instruction. So still in education. Yep, Absolutely. And it's kind of wild how much of that I find myself using in my coaching. Just some of the best practices with, you know, communication and keeping people engaged and bought into your, you know, your idea and your process. It's all, it's all the same. So coaching, what sports, what, what, what are you passionate about there? Basketball is my number one. Um, Obviously, I, I guess we don't talk, we haven't talked about it yet, but I played softball here. Um, as an undergrad but basketball has always been my heart and soul I started coaching immediately same thing with softball I was coaching when I was in high school but the game of basketball is so complex and my brain just thrives in those types of situations where you're adjusting quickly and trying to counteract whatever what everybody else is doing 
it's so stimulating and I you can't prep for it you have to be prepped for everything it's a very in the moment game as opposed to like I've I've heard people talk about baseball is all about strategy right because it's all about like it's pretty slow and then football like you have a play but then everybody resets and then you have a play but basketball is just constantly like in the moment I guess absolutely and there's so much adjustment so quickly that if you're not on your toes and engaged and seeing the big picture, little things will slip away from you. I never understood when I was younger why they had so many people on a basketball bench trying to coach. And now it makes sense. (laughs) Like you're trying to take in way too much information. So as a coach at Doan, so I'm assuming, were you an assistant coach? Were you a position coach? Like what, what types of things did you do coaching I've never been a basketball coach, although I have some friends who are basketball coaches, but I am a basketball dropout because running on my running at, on those ankles. I don't know. I, I was it. more of an elbow thrower than I was like any, anything basket oriented. I'll just throw you in on the block. You'll be all right. No, um, when I was at Doan, I was a grad assistant. Um, I worked with two other coaches that were there at the same time and they, it was kind of, I don't know, a divide and conquer type of deal. Our head coach was more of a big picture, take it all in kind of coach. Uh, did a lot of the play calling and the, the quick things. But during practices, it was more split up. So we had an assistant coach that focused more on defensive strategy. And then I focused more on the offensive side of things. And you're also still assisting here now, correct? Yeah, yep, I get to work with Coach Meyer, Coach Houston, and then Macy is our grad assistant, and just an awesome, awesome opportunity. So how long have you been – so I know you've been kind of in the, in the basketball scene here for since you came back. So how long have you been doing this SI position? And talk to me about being a – like taking a new job. Like what are some of the – the first maybe like emotions or like learning a new position. Talk to me about that. Cause you're kind of right in the middle of that, right? Yeah. Yep. We started actually August 3rd, I believe was my first day. And I just am super, super blessed on the SI side of things to have already been, you know, in those trenches. When I was a student employee, I got to work as an SI mentor for a couple of years And that job prepped me for the GA spot that I had last year, uh, just with going to observations and what that schedule was supposed to look like. And I remember working with you on a giant whiteboard, trying to figure out how we were going to schedule people and what all all those moving parts were supposed to look like. And that's actually the same way I still handle it now. I'm sure there's a better way, but my brain doesn't know how to make it work. So whiteboards and lots of erasing. But I'm just super lucky that that side of things trained me for everything that I'm doing now on the SI side. Now the tutoring side is a whole different ball of wax that I'm still working through as well as SAS because I never had any interaction with any of that stuff. But I work super close with Ashley Strickland and she is top notch. Absolutely willing to let me fumble through things and figure it out for myself, but is not afraid to tell me like, here's a, you know, here's a better way or here's what I would do instead. And that's just given me so much opportunity to grow as a person. I'm super thankful. How many SI leaders are there? Oh, good question. 
my initial gut reaction is 17, but I could be absolutely making that number up. (laughs) (laughs) What about tutors? Oh dear. I don't even know, Hannah. There's a bunch of them. Got enough to cover all of your needs. Come see us. Uh, yeah. Fun fact. I was also, a, I am also, am, does that certification expire? Uh, a CRLA master tutor. Thank you very much. Yeah. We all had to undergo all the trainings, right? Um, yeah. I think, you know, at one point, whenever I was in the program, I think we had like 40, 50 tutors. I don't know. There were a lot of students doing tutoring. So I know that you manage quite a few student employees yourself. What is the biggest thing you learned as a student employee or some of the, you know, maybe not one big thing, but maybe three or four, three or four tips or tricks you could give to a student. Maybe, okay, what did you learn? But how did you get the job? Well, obviously you told us about Benson, but if I'm a student and I'm really wanting to get an on-campus job, it seems so easy for you. How do I do it? I think you show up and do the work. You do the work every single day and you build connections and just show up. That sounds really fundamental and easy, but I think the small things that you do every single day as a person are the things that make you who you are. So if you show up and you sit in the front row of class, it's going to be hard for that professor not to see you. If you have a chance to turn in an essay, you know, three or four times before the due date to make sure that you get an A, then you should turn it in three or four times and make sure you get an A. You know, take advantage of those opportunities and the small things and just be a human connect with people. The more people you know, the more likely you are to get that job or the reference or the, hey, did you apply for this type of comment? So just show up, be present. That's the biggest part of things. Um, As far as moving out from there, it's the connection piece again. You know, when I saw this, the GA spot for the SI program open up last year, it was no more than a couple of phone calls to find out that yeah, I wanted to come back and that it was possible. And I had in my interview and it was full of the same people that I had worked for forever. Cause, you know, once you're here, you get sucked in and you stay for your whole life. <laughs> so being able to interview with people that I was comfortable with and already knew from my spots as an undergrad just, just worked. What? So let me, let me go back to the question I started with and then rabbit trailed off. But what did you gain by being a student employee? So much confidence. Just, I cannot even explain to you the 17-year-old version of me versus who I am now at 27. I was quiet and quirky and didn't come out of my shell for much. And now it's almost the exact opposite. I'm not afraid to strike up a conversation. I'm not uncomfortable in front of a classroom. I can speak to people. All things that definitely didn't see coming. The growth that just in me as a human has been all because of that. What does it mean to you to be a Bearcat? If I said everything, I feel like that might be a little bit too deep and too uh, emotionally tied. But it truly is. This school has given me absolutely every opportunity that a, a growing person needs I've built connections, I've struggled, I've shown up and just changed, I think, in ways that I probably wouldn't have ever imagined when I was younger. I'm just super, super blessed and would never in a million years tell anybody not to go to Northwest. 
I can't even imagine that. If I am a student and I want to reach out to you, like, I don't know, I really just connected with your interview or something. How can I get a hold of you? Like, what's the best way to reach out? Come find me. Come see me. Let me see your face. Where are you at? Yep, second floor of the library. Um, Back, we actually just moved offices. So it used to be a little conference room. And now that's my office. I got this giant probably the biggest office in in that place now that I think about it but big tables in there come hang out bring your mask though (laughs) (laughs) but no seriously come say hi Uh, don't be afraid to call I'm on social media connect I'd love 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 to share my experience with people and hopefully light a fire in someone else like this place it's done for me which I think is what it's all about right all right well one last opening for you. I've been giving my guests uh, an opportunity to kind of just like speak their mind or their heart or whatever is on off the top of their head, um, kind of giving them some space at the end of the podcast to do that. So speak to us, Lindsay. That's dangerous territory, Anna. <laughs> I think, I don't know, just if I could give advice to anybody that's listening to this as an undergrad or even someone muddling through their masters, just take leaps. You never know where you're going to end up. I didn't want to come back to Northwest at Christmas and I took a leap and did because of a job. And then I was nervous to teach, but I took that leap and did it anyway. And it gave me one of the best experiences of my life as far as growth is concerned there. And then leaping into the basketball world. I never would have imagined that I would be coaching women's basketball while working in my dream job at the school that I love with the people that I love. And it's all just blind faith. The worst thing anybody's ever going to tell you is no. So you might as well stick your nose in, give it a shot. It's great advice for sure. Thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast, Lindsay. Really appreciate it. Anytime. Appreciate the offer. All right. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Behind the Bearcat. And we'll talk to you next time.